everybody. Welcome into another edition of Cheers from the Press Box. I'm your host, Brennan Tassif, joined as always by my co-host and very good friend, Mr. Joe Dorville. What's up, Joe? What is going on, Brennan? How you doing, buddy? I'm fantastic, man. How's everything going with you? Oh, it's going swimmingly. <laughs> You're still so tired. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Quick rundown of the show. If you're new to the show, we're going to go over some of the biggest topics going on in some of the biggest sports. We'll go, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll go to the quick hits where Joe and I will go back and I'm forth so about some of the tertiary sports. <laughs> and then uh, skipping the walk off because we do have a big chunk of NFL stuff coming up. And then press conference where we'll pedal our wares, but we'll start this week the same way we do every week. Joe. Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Dun, 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 dun. And that is with the kickoff, Joe and I have spent the last four weeks going over our AFC NFC breakdowns. Well, now with the start of the season looming, yes, we are going into our power rankings. Come roll, please. Drum roll, please. So don't worry, everybody. We are not going to uh, crush you with all 32 teams this week. We're going to do the bottom half this week. We're going to build suspense to the top half. <clears throat> Joe, I figure we'll go back and forth. Or do you want to go my bottom half, then your bottom half? Or what do you want to do? Um, Let's go. Shoot. Let's do bottom six. Back and forth. Bottom six. Okay. Middle five, top five. I think that works out, right? No? Maybe. Okay. Does that work? All right. Take it away, uh, Joe. Oh, you're just throwing me for all right. So worst team in the NFL this season <laughs> will be the Houston Texans. Followed wow, by all right. the Atlanta Falcons. Followed by Detroit. If you're watching Hard Knocks, apparently you think they're going to win 10 games. I haven't seen this. I didn't know Hard Knocks started. I haven't watched it either. I usually get some like trailer or something, but I'm just seeing tweets from people last night. Like, oh my gosh, Dave, what's his name? Dave Campbell? Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Campbell, Greatest coach ever. Dan Campbell. We do this every time. Um... People are like, I'm a Detroit fan now. Uh, followed <laughs> by four force team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Followed by, wow, I just realized I have Brennan in like a succession plan here because then it's the Giants, then it's the Jets. <laughs> Jags, Jets, Jags, Giants, Jets. Back, back, back. All right. So let me see if I have this right. Uh, for you, it is Texans, Falcons, yeah. Lions, Jags, Giants, Jets. Yes. That is the worst okay. six teams in the NFL next season. Well, just so everybody listening knows, Joe is incredibly wrong about <laughs> this. Um, the actual worst six teams in the NFL going into next season, I have listed as the Bears. We agree on the Falcons, the Seahawks, Texans, the Giants, the Jags. I think I did one extra. Okay. Not, I did not, one extra to get the Jags in there. Did you? 
Uh, of course you did. No, no, no. I did 27. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 32 to 27 for me are Bears, Falcons, Seahawks, Giants, or excuse me, Texans, Giants, Jags. Okay. I was say we have a little bit of overlap in there. We both have Atlanta. We both have the Texans. Uh, we both got the Jags and the Giants. Yeah. The only two that we don't agree on are the Bears and the Seahawks. Um, well, those might come soon. Uh, so you have the Jets. I think you have the Jets having a breakout season this year, if memory serves me correct. I do. So the Jets, we're not going to get to the Jets on this one. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see where Detroit lands. Uh, Makai Beckton just got hurt, too. So I'm like, geez, every time you I know. think the Jets are going to do something good, like at the end of the day, the name of the game is protecting the quarterback. And if he's your best offensive lineman, I know. I was so mad when I saw down. that. It's the, it's the second... Um, season-ending knee injury to his right knee in two seasons. In By the end of the season, he would have played. Yeah, he would have only. Last year, it happened at the opening week, week one. Uh, yeah. So by next year, he would have only played 35 of a, or excuse me, he would have missed 35 of a possible 50 games. Yeah. So he's played 15 games, and next Three year, it'll seasons? be four seasons. Yeah. So, well, this year would be three, but he's missing this whole year, saying, so it's four like, seasons. In three seasons, basically, he'd have missed yeah, two yeah. whole seasons, damn it. So, yeah. How do you play 15 games in, two, oh, in three bad seasons? Bad luck. Bad luck. Ask uh, Greg Yeah, Lund. I guess. I did um, have to, yeah, that's true. I did have to bring them down a little, but uh, so we will get to them actually this week, but I did bring <laughs> them down after that happened. Okay. Um, so from my next, my next five. Uh, Seattle, right then there. Carolina. Oh, that's that's why you were waiting on mentioning. That. Yeah. Uh, Chicago. The Washington Commandos, and the Cleveland Brownies. Okay, I'm tracking yours too, so I have oh, it. Yeah. So I've got my ranking, the team, and then your ranking. Okay. Okay. So we have now successfully gone over almost. You've covered all the teams in my 24 to 32. That's for sure. So what am I doing? What are the next ones that I'm doing? I'm doing the next five, correct? Yeah, next five. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. So the next five, I have uh, the Detroit Lions, Washington Commanders, Carolina Panthers agree, agree, agree. We're all in the same boat. They're all those bottom tier teams. Then I'm going to throw you for a little bit of a loop de loop. Um, I have the Dolphins at 23 and then the Cardinals at 22. What? The Dolphins. I do and not the believe Cardinals. in Tua or Kyler. Man, it's so much short. Uh, short black facing quarterbacks. Um, <laughs> to his Hawaiian. No, I just think Kyler stole black and Asian, black Korean. So, but they're black to everybody else. He's yeah. <laughs> Mom, that's the people just. No, I just uh, you know how I feel about Kyler. But uh, yeah, no, no, you no. know how I feel about. Kyler. I'm, I'm aware. Um, it's just a little shocking. It's just a little shocking. Um, but uh, yeah, I got Cleveland down here because I mean the NFL just uh 
appealed the suspension of Deshaun Watson. So high likelihood that he ends up getting suspended for the entire year. The whole I, I saw something that said Raj said that that's what honestly his penalty deserves. And that's the case they're going to make to the arbitrator, the new arbitrator they got. They got I didn't see that. I mean, we talked about it last week. I didn't see that coming. I thought for sure, like, oh, they brought in this third party. There's no way they're going to go against it for the first case ever. I think they had to because they had so was, to because. Again, well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy that they did because it was terrible. But well, I feel like because in her ruling, she cited precedent. So like I mentioned last week, I was like, basically, they have to establish a new precedent and they have to go for the maximum penalty. Therefore, the next time this occurs, the arbitrator can go. They have a wider variance they can go between. Instead of six game max, they can give a ten game yeah. max off top. So, so yeah, um, it is interesting. Just side note, real quick, I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant. It's interesting how precedent works because judges take it so seriously. When I was in pre law, we talked about this all the time, but <clears throat> it's weird. It's like precedent is law. If that makes sense. So like if you're yeah. a judge and this is the first time anything like this has ever happened and you go, oh, well, obviously we're going to side this way because of the case. Well, then moving forward, everyone That's sides that way. Sides, yeah. <laughs> because it's like it's they present. have no discernment. Actually. So it's like, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, well, hey, I thought we were doing this whole thing case by case. What's what's with this uh, yeah. precedent thing? That's a really good point. Yeah, it's but it's case just by case how that works. just so, follows well, the same script. Yeah, and so that's what the uh, NFL... Well, I mean, that's obviously what Judge Robinson said that she was doing because that was the precedent that was set. So the NFL has to get her out of that. But it's just weird because it's like, yeah, but you're the judge. You could just be like, I don't fucking yeah, care what could, they did before. You do whatever you this want. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah, um, you're the judge. All right, what's your next five? Uh, but before we move on, I will say uh, you having... You, Chicago was your last team? Uh... Yes, the Bears oh, yeah. are 32 on my list. Um, I do have them a bit high. I probably should have taken them down a little more. Um, but yeah. But yeah, that's the only like, mistake First year I, coach, think I have so far. Justin Fields is still raw. Yeah, and yeah. they just don't have anything around him. That That's like, no. there's nothing around him. And they dismantled that defense last year yeah. or and two years ago. Roquan Smith asked for a trade. Did you just uh, see that? Yeah. yeah. Khalil is already so he's gone. Not Jim Hicks is gone. Like, yeah, they, they should. They actually the Roquan thing lower. is interesting to me because that was a big deal when he came out of college. Like he was one of the last ones to sign his rookie deal. Yeah. Because he was going through the same thing. He's like, no, they're not. And it's like, well, it's a rookie deal. Like just sign the deal. But like he was the last one to sign his deal. And now. Because he can't get a new contract worked out with them. He's like, no, I'm just out of here, which I agree <laughs> with. Like, that defense is falling apart. Like, I wouldn't want to be there either. Yeah. The organization is falling apart. They're trying to put a dome on Soldier Field. Yeah. Or move to the suburbs. What the hell? Uh, so, the next five, the uh, last five that we'll be covering this week. Um, this is where good teams kind of come to die. Uh, at least like good, well-known teams, teams that have been good for a duration. And I got like a few surprises in here. Um, the New England Patriots. 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, man, everything coming out of campus. They can't figure out this offense. They're going coordinatorless. Matt Patricia is in charge of the offense to some degree. Couldn't really run defense well. He was never the DC. He was just a rocket scientist with a pencil and laminate paper. That doesn't work. Um, so that guy has been skeptical to me for forever. Uh, and yeah, they're trying to implement this Shanahan style offense. And Matt Jones has said, like, it's not working out pretty well. Like, there's a lot of kinks they're still trying to work out. And I feel like if they're implying a new offense, they don't really have much offensive talent to begin with. Um, us just, I feel like the, Eventually, kind of like, you know, Brady, eventually he's going to get bad. Bill's eventually going to, the game's going to eventually pass Bill by. And this may yeah. be the time. And and if you look at last season was actually a good season for him. But the season prior to that with Cam Newton, like everything they were trying kind of failed. And they had to do a hard reset with all the offseason <laughs> acquisitions. But offensively, I think they're going to struggle. As good as Mac Jones may be looking, they have very little offensive talent. And, yeah, I just don't think – I think this is going to be a big slide, big slide. Um, after that, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got no quarterback. Right. I don't know really what you're going to do. <laughs> um, Now, this is where it got real hard because – the NFL, there's a lot of parity. There's a lot of good teams. Um, Denver. You have Denver at 19. Denver, yeah. Um, they just, with I think Tim Patrick just got hurt. Again, ACL out for the year. Um, like the first day of training camp, it felt like. Um, so, yeah, I don't. And I don't know what Russ is for a full 16 or a full 17. I, guess. Um, I don't know how he'll fare for the entirety of the season. Uh, the offensive line is okay. It's not spectacular. And he's not going to make their life easy with his uh, playing style. Um, running around. Yeah. Holding the ball and running around. So let's see how that works. But they share this. Scarlet Letter with a team in their division. The Las Vegas Raiders also not going to get into that next level. Um, and this is the one that Brennan's going to kill me on. San Francisco. Not not getting there. Wow. Um, You actually... All right, so I'll go over mine, and then we can talk about our bottom 17. So mine are <clears throat> the next uh, 21 for me is the Jets. I wow. told you I had them making a surge this year, but obviously I don't have them dominating the AFC East, but I think they are going to be pretty good. <clears throat> so I have them all the way up at uh, 21. Um. I have them above the Dolphins, as we stated when we went Crazy. over the uh, divisions. Uh, Steelers at 20, just like you. Wow. Um, that's weird. So we line up. I'm just looking over everything now. We line up on the Falcons, the Giants, and the Steelers. We have those in the exact same spots. Uh, 19, I have the Titans. Nope. I have the Titans 
falling off. Titans as definitely we've talked could about. be here. Titans definitely could be 18. Here. This one's going to throw everyone for a curveball, but I think, Joe, you'll appreciate it because it means your team is going to be a lot higher. Uh, mm. I have 18, the Cowboys. I see that. I have <sighs> them Cowboys. <sighs> And then at 17, I have the Browns. So the mm. teams that you have mentioned that I still uh, have in my top half, 49ers, Raiders, Patriots, Broncos. I won't tell you where they are, but they're all in my top half. And you have them in the bottom half. So uh, teams that I mentioned that. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say teams that I mentioned that you have in your top half. Dolphins, Cardinals, Titans, Cowboys, Saints. Oh, Sorry. Last was, one was a giveaway. I actually yeah, I like, went too I don't far. Think any of us said anything about the Saints. Um, no, I went too far. But yeah, those are the teams that you have in the top half that I had in the bottom half. Okay. Um, but I was gonna say. Oh, I see. Well, that don't matter. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, it was interesting because you kind of did the thing that I was kind of struggling with. At first, I was I was going through and I was like. I was going through by division. I was like, okay, who's going to lose their division? So that was like yeah. kind of the first round of teams, the first batch of teams before I kind of placed them. And I got to a point like, and then I was kind of like siphoning off. Okay. Who's second to last, but and it's not who's third and it's not going to be good enough to still make the playoff. Cause you can sneak in now, you know, with the third seed, but Every time I kept going through it, I was like, okay, Denver, Vegas, Chiefs, Chargers, all four, you can't get in. <laughs> That's why they're yeah, closer to the top of my like I would they I think they may be good, but I was like, all four of you can't get in. This is a tough division. Well, and it was a it- <laughs> It's a really interesting exercise, too, because it's like I have a team like the 49ers who I thought were going to be pretty good next year. But then when I'm doing it on paper, I'm like, yeah, but I don't think they're going to be better than like this team, this team, this team, that team. So it's like, oh, like the Jets. I'm like, oh, the Jets are going to have a breakout season. They're going to do really well. And it's like, oh, yeah, but I still have them at 21. Like it's technically the top. Much of that is a breakout. They're not. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they're in the top two thirds, so they're not in the bottom third, but it's still like it's not great. <laughs> so it, it, it did become a weird experiment because I did the bottom and then I did the top and then mm-hmm. I just kind of tried to figure out the middle. Does that make sense? Like yeah. who's going to lose the divisions? Who's going to win the divisions? And then let's fig- figure it out. And in then between. see where the chips fall after that. So, yeah, it was yeah, kind of like. Um, but yeah, no, I could definitely see. I would like I could see the Titans down here but i'm like they're gonna feast on the jags and the texans so i don't know i definitely yeah, think i, just, um, I, I think derrick henry's gonna yeah i think derrick henry's gonna see a dip in uh production i don't think he's gonna fall off for like you kind of said last week but i think that he'll definitely see a dip in production but i almost uh, said it this week thank god i stopped myself <laughs> Uh, I'll say though, um, of my ranking. So my top, the, well, the top of the bottom three, I would not be shocked if any of those teams have, you know, a top six, a top half type of season, Denver, Vegas, San Francisco. Um, it was more just, Oh, you're talking about the top of your, okay. Okay. okay, Yeah. The top of that, of this part we're touching on today, I can see all of those teams exceeding my expectations, but 
necessarily. It was just functionally. I don't know how they get. It's it's just real difficult. It's just like Brandon said. It's real difficult yeah, exercise. I feel the same way because I've got Steelers, paper. Titans, Cowboys. So Cowboys, how, man. Yeah, I, I don't trust. I don't trust them. Uh, so Steelers, you and I agree on a twenty, but then I've got Titans, Cowboys, and the Browns. The Browns are interesting because we already talked about it, but the Deshaun thing. If he's out six games, I think they could be a you know right in that middle tier. If he's out the whole season, then they're a, a bottom rung team. So, mm. but I just. Football's weird, man. Like, look at the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year. Like, this this shit's crazy. <laughs> now we all believe. Um, but no, yeah. I think, especially with Cleveland, I think whether Deshaun is six games or the whole season, I think they're going to struggle offensively because the offensive line hasn't gotten better and they are heavy on the run game. Uh but for Almost some reason, their pass protection has just never been good. Like, even when Baker last year, in the year prior, like, their pass protection isn't the best. So, I don't know how much Deshaun will uh, improve that, just his presence. Um, so, I don't know. So, yeah. And then Jacoby Brissett, I don't think he's going to elevate that team <laughs> whatsoever. He's just going to hand the ball off 40 times a game. To a career point that now wants to leave, yeah. and and Nick Chubb, who's squatting Nick like eight hundred pounds in his off season. So, <laughs> I do want to say, as much as uh, people rag on me about being a Jags fan, it is interesting. This has been like two or three years in a row. Maybe this is the second year where they are not in the bottom of the power. Like they're not the worst team. But they're always they the worst team, team last year. <laughs> They've been the worst team the last no, two know, seasons. I'm saying, <laughs> at the end of the season, they've been the worst team. But I'm saying going into the season, they have not. They have, the last two or three years, they have not been the bottom. Because well, we I remember last year it was the Texans at the bottom. No, but I'm saying like if you look, I where do you think I got mine from? I looked at CBS, ESPN, or CBS, oh. ESPN, PFF. I like oh, looked, looked at all the different people? ones I just and like did this off free. Oh no, yeah. Like I looked at ESPN to f- uh, figure out. Like I, like I said, I picked the losers and winners of the divisions, and then I looked at um, the breakdowns from like three or four different sites to see, like, kind of there because you know those little paragraphs are actually very helpful. It's like, oh, was so and so out with this person hurt, and it's mm. like, oh yeah, I forgot. But um, nah, but I just, I just like how appear, even the last two years all appear. We have <laughs> finished last in the NFL. Last year, the Texans were picked uh, in a lot of people's power rankings to be the bottom yeah, team because, because I remember when we came out, we the world o- opened the season against them and they team. ended up beating us. Yeah, I know. you thought you guys yeah, but, were going to be good. That Davisville kicked your ass. <laughs> I know. I'm just glad, um, according to you, according to me, according to a lot of other outlets, the Jags aren't last this year either. In fact, well, on a couple is, of them, I saw the Seahawks as dead last, and I was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, the thing is not necessarily that you guys are so much better that you're not last. It's that some teams are so much worse that they are last. At yeah. least we think. Yeah. And tomato, then you tomato. lose to the Texans in week one, so we'll see. <laughs> but don't. Don't you wish that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> All right, Brandon, we got moving, All right, moving on, on. Top. Oh, snap. You are hosting. I forgot. 
I'm hosting this week, Joe. That's okay, though. Um, Got excited. Moving on to the NBA. Kevin Durant. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. God, you should have. You should. I should have just give you gave it to you, uh, Kevin Durant. Um, That's all. Is same. having more drama with the Nets. More drama, less drama. The same more amount drama. of drama. Just we're bringing it up again because of what uh, the owner said. Joe, tell everybody what's going on with Kevin Durant. So good, damn it. So Kevin Durant went to have a meeting with uh, Josiah, the owner of the Nets. And in that meeting, he said, hey, this town ain't big enough for the three of us. It's either me or Nash and Marks. So he's throwing down the gauntlet. He said he he is um, sticking to his guns. He's saying that he wants to be traded. And not only does he want to be traded, if they're not going to trade him, they need to get rid of the GM and the coach. Wow. And Joe, and Sly's not hearing any of it, right? Yes. Joe Sly <laughs> came out with a statement that he stands behind the coach and the GM. So fuel to the fire. This is a weird situation because if I know KD like I think I do from all his interviews and potty, like I heard him on, he did like six hours on the Bill Simmons podcast one time. It was like broken up into like three or four different parts. I, um, he wants, he just wants to play ball. So I honestly think if Joe side tries to call him out and like just business as usual, KD's not going to not play. Like he loves he loves basketball and he's not going to not play. So I honestly think he should just try to call his bluff on this one. <laughs> but yeah, what happens if I don't get rid of anybody? Huh? Ball is life. Huh? Is yeah. ball life? <laughs> uh, that's an interesting way to go about it. Um, I just don't see how it would benefit like a sour superstar. I don't know how much that's going to benefit you because he could just go out there and be like, all right, you're not going to trade me. I'm going to just go out here and try to score 40 points and win every game and, and yeah, not I'm necessarily try, try to maybe win even more game. than that like yeah like i'm not gonna if we win yeah i'm just know, gonna whatever, try and up I'm all my stats go, yeah, yeah i'm just gonna go kill this shit and not give a fuck about anything else your system that you want to run steve yeah fuck that shit <laughs> we may win we may not win yeah that's but I'm true about to I, light I, this it, shit up <laughs> Which, it also I doesn't mean, like you said uh, it doesn't make sense because it's like, why, why would you want that tension or an unhappy superstar? Or even if you wanted to keep the GM and Steve Nash, then get rid of Durant. Yeah. Like then just get him out of there. Yeah. It's going to make for uh, an untenable work situation. Like if you ever, yeah, exactly. Hustle you ever worked with a man. boss that you hate, it never ends well for one of you guys. Usually no, it never employee. ends well. I, we've all worked with that kind of a boss. I've been that kind of a boss, uh, <laughs> so I totally understand the situation. But it's just, I don't know, man. It's it's weird. I don't know if they're grasping at straws. But NFL is coming back. So when I saw this story at first, I was like, oh, off season, here we go, like all this shit. But then I was like, wait, football's back. Why? This there must have been movement in this story for it to overtake like the preseason stuff. Mm. Um, so. I guess, well, yeah, because it just came up. Hey, man. It's sad to say, just because I do love basketball, but preseason football gets better ratings than some regular season basketball. Games. Oh, no. It's I insane. mean, 
the thing is, the NFL is a TV product. You can just put it, set it, and forget it. People are gonna watch it. I know, it's, but it's weird. But are people really in tune? Is the question? Are we really? Are how many people are really breaking down the play of John Wofford, third string quarterback? For hey, if they're listening to this podcast, the they Rams. definitely are. I love the preseason. Shout I out to love Mike White, to watch the these guys. Shouts out to Mike White, man. The Great White Hope, Great White Shark. What was it? What did we I call him know. last year? I called him Mike White. Was it? Is it? Isn't that the quarterback for the Jets? Yeah, quarterback for the Jets, Mike White. I'm glad we're all on the same page. White here. Mike. Was, Joe's I, nickname for him last year was the Great White, White Shark. No, no, it was White uh, Mike. White. Well, that's what it was. What it, was. it was White, White Mike. Mike. <laughs> I remember we had like some silly nickname. All right, oh. cool. So Kevin Durant, look at it. even we, even we got off on a tangent about the NFL while we were doing the NBA. Um, Made him a marine. Durant animal. is going to get moved. Actually, I just want to throw this out there. I did say on the show that I think they should just ride it out, don't trade him, see what happens when the season starts. But now with all this stuff kind of coming out and Durant kind of, you know, looking like a kids at Toys R Us. Stomping his feet. Uh, I think he's going to get what he wants and he's going to get traded. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this point, throwing down that gauntlet, throwing down that ultimatum, I feel like ownership can't cave into his demands necessarily on the trading, I mean, um, firing front because we've already gotten past free agency. We've already gotten past the draft. Like, I'm not going to get rid of my infrastructure per se with my GM and my coach because we're building this theme of supposedly together and they're the ones that are going to have to figure out you know the trade who we trade how we trade Kevin for whom and whatnot so uh yeah I don't I, at this late in the game the season like two months away off season start I mean Preseason starts like in a month and a half, more so or less. Um, the only move is to trade Kevin. The move can't be to fire your whole structure well, and that's of the organization. That's a great point that you made. Because of the fact, like, exactly. Because of the fact that we've already gone through the draft and free agency, your GM and your coach have picked the players that they want for their system. So now mm-hmm. if you fire them, it's going to be like, yeah. I know it's the NBA and everyone's kind of fluid and like what the roles they can fill and stuff, but still it's like if you fire them, then all of a sudden it's like, well, we just drafted, you know, these players because they fit the system. And then you're going to bring someone in that what fucking runs the triangle or something. Yeah. Like it doesn't make sense. It's yeah. You can't, you, if you're going to fire the coach or the GM and the coach and the GM, however, whatever combination you want to do, you've got to do that before free agency and the drafts yeah. and all that. So you do like right after the uh, season. So, yeah, or yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens. But uh, we're both on the same page. I think Durant is going to make a hubbub and get out of there. Uh, Durant to the Celtics, I think, is what it's going to look like. You think so? You think that's going to be the defining trade? Yeah, that uh, that, the trade we talked about last time where I guess the Celtics were like, no, we're okay," But uh, or the Nets were like, no, we're okay," But the uh, Brown. No, the Celtics smart. Draft picks. Draft, the Celtics were the ones that said yeah, no, right? I was say the, 
they offered one thing, the Nets countered, and then the Celtics were like, no, 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 no. Mark is smart too far. Or they offered too Brown far. and yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that was Brown and picks, and then they said, well, okay, we'll take Brown, Smart, and picks, and they were like, nah, go fuck yourselves. Uh, yeah. I think that's the deal. I do think a deal gets done between those two teams, uh, and that's just purely speculation. But the Celtics have a lot of assets, especially as far as players, not just picks, but they have a a lot of players that are good now that they could, and still young that they smart Brown Williams mm-hmm. like they, they could get rid of. So neither of the Williams is moving. Moving on <laughs> to the Major League Baseball. Joe, I don't know if you saw it over the course of the last week. The Mets dominated, dominated. It was the greatest domination of the Braves. Um, I actually I watched door, two bro. of these games. <laughs> hey, Malago. <laughs> I watched two of these games. And the, one of the games I watched, the Mets had like three home runs in the first like two innings. It was insanity. Was uh, this was. It was a great series. If you're a Mets fan, Braves. Looking Not to so get much. into the wild, like trying to get back into the playoff race, and it it, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, yeah. Degrom obviously is back. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was gonna say yeah. Um, the Braves were trying to close the close the gap on the division lead. I think they were like four games back at the start of the series. Um, immediately lost the first game. It was a five game series, which is odd. First of all, only um, had to win three of them, and then they would have they would have been right there, been neck right and neck. There. Uh, winning two of them would have been good. They only won one. They lost four games in that five game series, um, and all that's done is basically made that that uh, that path to winning the division a little more insurmountable. Um, now they're seven games back after yeah. a couple more games. Mets look to be in dominant form. Edwin Diaz has now one of the best walkouts that people have ever seen in their lives. Um, and like Brandon was saying, DeGrom, DeGrom got back last week um, and he looks like he's in rare Who's form. Who's the other one? Uh, uh, the pitcher? Scherzer? Yeah, Scherzer. Yeah. Scherzer's fucking Scherzer's Scherzer. But DeGrom, this is only his that was his second game back. First game back was a tune up against the terrible Nats. Um Osotoless Nats. Like the day after he got traded, he played them. And then yeah, this game against the Braves and he looks fucking awesome. Speaking of Juan Soto, saw what you did there. Uh Dodgers dominate. The Padres, I am going to be honest. I'm just going to go first because I didn't watch a lot of this or any of it. I just saw highlights. I didn't think this was going to happen. I know Tatis is still out, but I thought the Padres were going to put up a little bit more of a fight, even though the Dodgers have the much bigger weapons on paper. But yeah, that's not what happened at all. Joe, what did you take away from the series? Yeah, um, the Dodgers are going to Dodgers somehow, even with... uh the Padres making the splashes they've made, getting new closer who huge got, splashes got cranked yesterday. Um, go getting Soto, everything. They still are little brother to the Dodgers. Now, I mean, when Tatis gets there, it'll be interesting. But I don't think the gap the gap just looked so cavernous uh, 
three three game sweep over the weekend. Eight one eight three four zero. I don't know if Tatis is gonna get uh, nine runs on his own. I don't know if he's gonna get six runs on his own. I don't know if he's gonna get five runs on his own to close yeah. that gap to get them a win. No, the five he can do. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's 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 just interesting how the Dodgers keep they not that they have less impressive names. But they have the guys currently on the roster. A bulk of them are just their guys, like your Chris Taylors, your Will Smith, your Gavin Luxes. Um, yes, they've made the big splash to go get a Mookie Betts, but a lot of their guys are nest are essentially homegrown guys, which is the interesting dynamic of this team. Because if you look at the GM uh, Freeman, he came from the Rays. So he came from a place where you kind of had to develop these young guys, finding the right talent, building them up, and then getting them to the majors, and then watching them flourish, and then having to get rid of them before you had to pay them, more or less. Or, you know, picking the only one you can pay or the two you can pay. Whereas now he's with the Dodgers. He has the same philosophy, the same method. But now he has also the resources to keep a lot of those guys around. And we see how much better they are when they're all in the same uh, system. So they just, and, and I don't even know who their pitchers are because their pitchers keep falling yeah. off by the wayside. Like Dustin may has gone. Clayton Kershaw got hurt. I believe either that weekend or going into that weekend. So I haven't heard Walker Bueller's name. I don't know if he's even pitching this year. So it's just insane how it's like they're nameless, faceless, and they just keep, Keep getting things done, and it's not like Dodgers are going to Dodger man. Bit. It's not by a little bit; like they keep crushing. So, just interesting. Yeah, we talked about this with Tyler last. Was it last year? Yeah, it was a whole. Because Tyler's game. a huge Dodger fan. Tyler White of After Disaster fame, uh, but he uh, he was saying the same thing. Like some of these guys, you would expect would be brought in from other teams or like big free agency splashes, but it's like, yeah, they do that from time to time, but mainly it's just talent that they're able to resign, which is awesome because that's just, that puts you in a winning position for a long time. It's not one of those things where you just tear everything apart to win one championship and then you're screwed for the next decade. They did bring him. Uh, or as Joe likes to say, well, as long as you win one, that's all that matters. Hey, to what end, Joe? To hey, what man. end? Hey, man. Hey, bear. Um, look, I was listening to a podcast with a uh, with a Dolphins fan. I think it was Bill Lawrence, comedian, comedian, head writer, writer of Ted Lasso, Bill Lawrence. Yeah. And he was like. The office, Bill Lawrence? Parks and Rec, <laughs> Bill Lawrence? That's not. You think Mike? Sure. Wait, no, Scrubs. Scrubs, Scrubs I'm sorry, yeah. Scrubs. Scrubs, Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, undateable. Good show until that guy went and became a weirdo creep. I um, really liked Undateable. You like Undateable? That, yeah, whole thing happened. Oh, I liked Bread Morn. Bread Morn. No, I said I, I liked Undateable. Matt Andrew Santino was my favorite character on Undateable. Yeah, Cheeto Santino was on there. Cheeto um, Santino, good on Dave as well. Um, but yeah, he was saying how he- Spoiler alert, best part of Dave. Oh, Dickie's really good. I don't know. I told you this last season. Season one, I loved him, but season two, he lost that vulnerability. He was kind of a douche, and I was like, eh. Yeah, he was a douche. 
And then you like Gator. I, like I, Gator I know that was the point of the two. character arc. Yeah. Oh, I love me some was, Gator. I love Gator season two. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, he was talking about how, you know, you can mediocre quarterbacks and whatnot, and, but you just want to capture the one. And I was, as he was talking, I was like, my one championship in the NFL is Nick Foles. I don't give a fuck. I got the championship. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You do, and now we've got that coach, so hopefully he turns the Jags around. Dodgers are going to dodge, like we said, and Dodgers have put themselves in a position where they could be good for a very, very long time. They have been good for a very long time, and we got off on that rant because I was talking about the difference between selling the farm to try to win one versus just having a good farm system to win multiple. Uh, but yeah, Dodgers look like they're on the path to uh, another World Series appearance, at least. Yeah, at the very least. All right, time for the quick hits. Also, they got Trey Turner and Freddie Freeman, so not everybody's homegrown. And you'd be surprised how quick and quick name and hits. Quick hit. Forgot about those two names. <laughs> I mean, it's two out of a roster of yeah, you know what's it, twenty six guys, guys, but it's their it's also their best three guys. So <laughs> Mookie, Trey, yeah, tomato, tomato, quick, quick hits. Uh, <laughs> Joe, we burned through this episode. We got we got through this pretty quick. I like we have. it. After having the uh, bloated, super big division yeah. breakdowns the last couple of weeks, this is a nice quick bang, bang, bang. Uh, Joe, you want to start it off with the W? We had some big games at the W. Sue Bird had her final game in Seattle over the I was the sad. Weekend. I watched that. Um, it ended up being a loss to the Las Vegas Aces, who have cemented themselves pretty squarely as the number two seed. Um in the WNBA Chicago sky took on the suns that same day, you know, to kind of further cement where they were. Um, but last wait, last night. Yeah. Last night. Sorry. Last night, Sue bird hit a milestone for most assists in a WNBA game with what was the number again? Uh, eight is definitely not much. What? That can't be right. I thought it was 16. The Storm did. Sorry, not Sue herself. They put her as the picture. It was very confusing. 37 assists in the game. Um, yeah, I was like, because Courtney Vandersloot has had way more than eight. Uh, the Aces win again, and the Sun win yesterday as well. Current standings, Brennan, your Dallas Wings look like they're going to make it. But they suffered a heartbreaking injury. Uh, Arike Ubugumawale, uh hurt her. I believe it was her ankle. And is going to miss significant time into the no. playoffs. Um, no. My Atlanta Dream are currently sitting on the outside looking in. Uh, the Sparks are looking on the outside looking in as well. Uh, New York has gone on a bit of a surge. Um, they're in the eighth spot, but they can lo- they can fall out of that at any time. The Mercury, Diana Taurasi, I believe, is shut down for the rest of the season with an injury as well. So their hopes rely solely on the back of Skylar Diggins. Um, she's going to miss the rest of the postseason, uh, regular season, not the postseason. But uh, Skylar Diggins is going to have to carry that team if they want to see any postseason play. Reddit. All right. Big news. Big, huge news in the sports world. Just wanted to touch on it quickly. Serena Williams issues a statement um, via social media uh, where 
Where was it at? I believe it was. He got picked up by. I think it was on Vogue. Every outlet, everywhere. I think she did an article. She did a cover story. That's for what Vogue. it was. Vogue. She did a, and she, in, in that article, she talked about retiring. Yeah. Vaguely danced around. Vogue danced around her career and how successful it's been and how it's winding down. I remember winding down was a big, big thing. Mm-hmm. Everyone clung to. They were like, wait, what? She doesn't even um, want to say the word retire. The, I know. Yeah. God. One of the greatest athletes, period, man, woman, child, doesn't matter. One of the greatest, greatest athletes that lived. Uh, well, there's some. Yeah. Could, uh, what's it? What, what was the 14 year old's name that beat her sister? Uh, Fourteen? Uh, Coco wasn't fourteen. Yeah, the, okay. Yeah, she was fourteen when it happened. Was Coco fourteen? Years ago. I was saying, yeah. time. She's like eighteen now. I thought she was like fifteen, but she might have been fourteen. Who knows? Oh. What Ch- child? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Serena, obviously fantastic career, Hall of Fame of just sports in general, not just uh, women's tennis, not just tennis. Uh, it was awesome to watch. And it was weird, too, because I never saw King Richard, the movie with Will Smith and uh, about them coming up. But it is interesting, this whole idea that uh, when the they came up when they came up and to be just so dominant mm. it, it is just banana, like athletically, just so much better than like Billie Jean King and like all these other great tennis players, like just head and shoulders above them. I know different eras, different times, but Serena just as an athlete, it's like, no, 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 we're not, we're not even, we're not even in the same universe. Yeah. Um, I wrestled with doing a walk off on this, but I did want to hear your thoughts. So that's why I ended up putting in the quick hits. Um, she changed in, in the way this is okay. You can't talk about Serena without talking about Venus one. But in the way that Tiger kind of changed the way golf looked, not even just from the racial standpoint, mainly for the racial standpoint, but how he approached working out, training and getting physically ready for the sport, um, they changed that for tennis. Uh, tennis was this often looked at as this lily white game with these lily white people and we wear lily white clothes and you know we just we don't have the women do as much and they don't make as much and serena and venus became box office they took the sport into a stratosphere they made it must see tv um in the ways that and then serena her only rival is her sister the only person to win as much to win a bunch during her time was her sister uh, unlike Steffi Groff and uh, Margaret Court and uh, Billie Jean King, all of them kind of, they had peers. They had peers who won, if not close, but commiserate with them. Serena won 23, and the most anybody else won in that time span was seven, and that was her sister. So, like you said, the level of dominance that she had over the sport, the the finding themselves they had to do because they started this as kids to your point, I would say they started playing and winning as kids basically. Um, And just finding who they are, were growing as women, growing as uh, people. 
and taking one of like the everlasting moments is Serena doing the fucking crib walk at Wimbledon during the 2012 Olympics, like taking where they were from and putting it in your face. Uh, I was listening to an interview yesterday with um, Howard Bryant and he talked about how he spoke to Richard Williams his first his first time he went to Wimbledon. Richard Williams saw him, called him out because not a lot of brothers or you know people that look like him there. So he was going to talk to the guy that looked like him, especially at Wimbledon. Was, you don't say uh, Wimbledon, not teeth. Um, but yeah, so and he said to him what he told to his girls was, "Hey, you're behind enemy lines because they were." They were the only two that looked like them and nobody wanted them to win and nobody wanted them to be successful. And now their faces are plastered all over Wimbledon because they just won so much. They forced them. They forced the people who wouldn't let them into their country clubs, didn't want them in their tournaments. They forced them to have to root for them. If not root for them, respect them. And that's why Serena and Venus are so great and for what they stand for and what they mean. Um, Serena, one of the best athletes ever to do it in any sport, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely on the Mount Rushmore. Uh, just quick aside. I don't, I don't know, know if you anybody know listening caught that. rid of Mount Rushmore. I don't know, don't know if you caught that or not over the weekend. Oh, uh, no. I wanted to throw this <laughs> out there, uh, Joe. Uh, making uh, a lot of references and for good reason to uh, how white tennis was and then correcting my pronunciation of Wimbledon. All right, <laughs> moving on to Fulham. Here we go. Fulham. <clears throat> Fulham. Uh, Brennan, Premier League kicked off this weekend. A lot of a lot of interesting results. Yeah, we're back in the Premier League. We're back in the Premier League. We're back number, number one, baby. Back in number the Number one, baby. We're not number one, but you know what? We're not number 20. Uh, a lot of people said we couldn't. I do feel it. like I'm watching Ted Lasso following Fulham. It's very up and down and up and down. <laughs> very and down, young, down I'll tell you that much. But um, a lot of people thought we couldn't do it. I literally got into a, not an argument, but a back and forth, a good a good bit of dialogue the day prior with somebody in one of my group chats that I didn't know was a fucking soccer fan, but his team was Arsenal and they're getting ready to play. Um, and then I said, I'm a Fulham fan. And the same thing I hear every time when I tell somebody I'm a Fulham fan. Why are you a Fulham fan? And it's like, oh, now I got to explain myself. <clears throat> but so we were able, we went and played Liverpool, who was one of the top teams last year. Uh, they were fighting for one, two in the division with Man City. Now, Fulham, we just got promoted from the bottom tier. You know, I've lamented Tony's uh, performance as far as getting people in in a transfer window over the summer. Got a few people in a little late, but, you know, we still didn't still wanted more, still didn't have enough. Well, Brennan, at one point we were up 2-0 in this game. No, uh, 2-1. We were yeah. up 2-1 in the 72nd minute. Ended up letting the equalizer go in the 80th minute, but we tied our first game with one of the top two teams in the division the year prior. This is the season that that's we worth, stay That's actually up. worth something, yeah. That's worth a lot. That's worth a point. Yeah. We're number 10 right now in the table, all right? Not a far cry from 20, a far cry from 18 where we were last year. Uh, last time we were up, but... Bottom three get relegated? Bottom three get relegated, yes. So I definitely think we'll be a mid-table team 
and a competitive mid-table team and we will stay up. I feel like we will not dip into relegation realm. Um, people said Mitro couldn't score in the because Premier League. Two goals in the first game on some one of the one of the best center backs. Somebody who has an incredible, insane stat where no one has ever dribbled past him, and Mitro did that. And no one gives Mitro his credit for his agile and his dribbling skills. He's really just known as a brute that you just throw the ball at and he'll header it in. So Mitro putting it all out on display this weekend. It was lovely to watch. Let's go, Fulham. Come on, you Whites. A I uh, want to say it's important about. to stay. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you? Can you say that? Uh, because that you told me the uh, that's like the New Zealand rugby team, the All Blacks. Yeah, the all I'm always like, I don't think yeah, we can do that, you guys. Uh, <laughs> but it's interesting. You brought this point up to me before, and after watching Ted Lasso um, and you know paying attention to more international football, I've I've learned this. For myself, but it's important to stay up because your entire salary cap structure is based around your income versus which league you're in, whether it's premier or champions. So if you get demoted, you like your salary gets cut in half. You got to get rid of players, put them on loan, trade up, like get rid of like, you know, cut them. So it's got to be volatile for the roster to be up and then down and then up and then down and then up and then down. So if you could just stay up and keep that bigger salary cap, you could fucking keep a lot of these guys and then just, it'll, you know, perpetually be better on itself. Yeah. I was like, we have a little time. I could uh, regale you with the story of the first, the last time we got the, huh? Um, when we got promoted, <laughs> said, you don't have to. <laughs> when we got promoted in eighteen, um, we spent a hundred million dollars in the transfer window. Like people were like, "Oh my gosh!" Full I do remember you telling me about all, that, all yeah. this money, blah 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 blah, and we got relegated. So a lot of those people we were paying, we were like, "Okay, well." You got to go over there for a year in case we make it back up without you. You have to. So we had to just send people away. Kind of like you said, we just had to send people to other divisions, other conferences. Like, hey, you go play there for a year. We'll see if we can do this thing get back and then we'll bring you back. Um, And we did with a few guys. We did with Michael Seri and Zambo and Gisa. And then what the heck? Is that a power still on here? Just Um. Brandon, you still? Oh, shoot. That knocked out my. Joe. You back? I'm back again. All right. Did you keep recording? Yeah, I'm still recording. There we go. So, yeah. So, we had to, uh, (laughs) you know, guys guys went down. But now, if you can stay up one more time like another year, then it, it gives you more opportunity to kind of uh, solidify the foundation of yeah, your roster. Yeah, we get to uh, build roster. out more. What's their, uh, what's their go-to like saying? Is it like, yo wankas? It's come on, you whites. <laughs> oh, it, it, that's what it really is? <laughs> yeah. C-O-Y-W. Come on, you whites. Come on, Let's you whites. Go. Gotta say it with a British accent. Can't say it with an American accent. It sounds No, very- come on, whites. It Come sounds, on, you whites. Sounds very different if you just say it with a straight American accent. You got to go. <laughs> Come on, you whites. Come on, you whites. Yeah. Well, gotta Come on, you whites. Something on there. But all right, mate. Thanks for choosing Outback Steakhouse, right? Is that British? Um, yeah, all right, here we go. Not nah. British. Brother. Moving um, on. 
and we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. Transparency, my internet cut out for a while, folks. I had a whole thing there. I was rolling and boom. Yeah. Power surge. Did you keep recording? Did you keep recording your uh, on your end though? So we got the the whole bit, I, the whole thing. I used, you were like looking down, and like that's where the power surge happened. So then, like my lights flickered, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird to think I had a power surge." And then I kept talking, and I then like everything then, shut yes. down again, and I was like, "Oh no, the internet's gone." <laughs> oh man! All right, well, Joe, let everybody know where they can <sighs> find you. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can find this show's Twitter and Instagram at Cheering Press. You can check out this show's. No, you can check me out on just regular internet at joedorville.com to check my wares and my music and all that good jazz. I'm defeated. I had a whole good Fulham rant ready to go, lock and loaded. Tell you about hey, you still had a, We still had a good Fulham talk. Because Mitro, like, one of the best parts was like, you know, when we got relegated after 18, it was like, oh my gosh, is Mitro going to stay? Is Mitro not going to stay? Because he's a he's a high-level paid player. But then we got him to stay, and then we got back to the Premier League, and it was like, yeah. And then when we got relegated again, it was like, damn, it's Mitro. It's either Mitro or Tony or Scott Parker. I remember telling you about that. Like, it's either we get rid of our manager or we keep our best player. And then we got rid of the manager, brought in Marco Silva from Portugal, and then Mitro decided to stay. And it was like, yeah, Mitro. And then he had like 43 goals in the Champions League. He broke, shattered the Champions League record. So it was amazing. Um, but yeah, you can check me out at joedorville.com uh, and joedorville <laughs> at Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> um... God, uh, Brennan at Brennan T Comedy on all social media, Brennan T Comedy.com. Um, uh, check out the website for uh, upcoming shows. I've got a show in Astoria next week. I just did a show at the Comedy Cellar a couple, two nights ago. Uh, biggest accomplishment of my life. It was really cool. I might throw that set up on Patreon. Uh, went pretty well. So I might, uh, break down the video and put it on Patreon. So subscribe, patreon.com slash Brennan Tassif to my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Uh, just had Sean Donnelly, the very funny, very great Sean Donnelly on this past week. Talked about coming up, looking up to the opening Anthony guys getting started in comedy with, uh, uh, Patrice and Jim Norton and, uh, uh Richard Kelly or Richard Kelly, all Robert those guys, Kelly, Robert Kelly, Bobby Kelly. Uh, so check that out. Um, ex drinking buddy. And that's all I got. And then Michael Sari, like he was there. We sent him out on loan. We brought him back. He played in the Champions League. After that, no if he was going to play the Champions League. We had to get rid of Zombo. Hey, Zombo's now with knees. Brennan's now. He says, come on, you wife. Get us out of here, Brennan. I got to go. Okay. <laughs> and that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Serena Williams. End of an era. We could have Yoki Madison. He was such a great center back. He was such a lovely player. Um... Alphonse Ariola, if we were able to say if we could have kept him. There's there's this thing called permanent loan, loan to transfer, and we lose out on a couple people.